is the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it here Hard time scrolling for your long truths You might learn something you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you Maestros You are the love of my life The only thing that's right My striped straws You're in every bag that I take You're in every cuss I make And I I want to fling as much of you A single one won't do I want to fling you in their eyes Their eyes, their eyes To show them that I don't care Oh yeah I want to have endless straws <laughs> I'm really proud of myself for that one like that was that was inspired that was inspired moment <laughs> welcome 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 to I guess it's like the penultimate episode of SYM Oh. It's so sad. But man, it's been real. It's been really, really real. I've loved every moment. That's a lie. I haven't loved every moment of recording this because I've had to like really delve into myself and delve into some really shitty aspects of society. But I have enjoyed challenging myself to make something, to make something tangible, to make something that can be part of my legacy I'm really, really proud of that. But I'll save that speech for later. Anyway, it's me. It is me. Kalechi. Yes. Welcome to SYM. Officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Yes. Um. What have I been up to? I've, I guess... I've uh, I've been doing bits. Um, I've been doing bits and I've been doing bobs. Yes, I've been busy. Um, and I'm recording this episode early, earlier than usual, because um, the la- the later part of this week, the I will well, it would have been the due date of um, the pregnancy um, of the yeah. And I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I don't want to preempt that. I feel sad. Maybe I feel nothing. But I just like to be organized. So I thought that it's best to record this episode, you know, a day before that day. Because I usually record the day after that day. And I just don't know how I feel. And I don't want you, man, to miss out on one of the episodes, one of the final episodes, just because I'm in my feelings. Um, Yeah, but all jokes aside, I don't know how I feel. So I just thought, let me be strategic about this. Make 
the episode and and see how I get go about everything else. But I mean, I've got things planned for tomorrow, which would have been the due day. I'm going to give blood because I also, I always believe that when we are in pain, not in pain as such, but when, we, when we're going through things, it's always good practice to look outside of ourselves and see how we can be of help to other people. But that's not to say to distract ourselves from our, our pain or our hurt. But just to always find a way of showing love and kindness throughout all of these things. So rather than closing in on myself, and that might be what other people need, but I just don't see it as what I need. Rather than closing in on myself, I'm just trying to do things that and give and give of myself rather than like, yeah, closing in. So I'll just be kind and cute to myself. Um, go and give blood early in the morning. And obviously, I believe that giving blood is important, especially as black people. Um, the, you know, there are so many people with sickle cell um, out there and a number of, um, you know, um, a number of uh, things and conditions rather. And so it's important that we support them in any way that we can. I still think it's some bullshit that um, gay men can't give blood or gay people can't give blood. I just think that's dumb. Um, but whatever. Discuss that another day. Um, so yeah, I'll be doing that tomorrow And then I'm at the Africa Centre on Friday Doing um, doing a dance workshop So that will be cool I'm doing that on behalf of City Hall So that's nice So yeah, so basically There would have been no time for me to record this Other than with the Wednesday that I'm recording it So you're going to hear it I, I'm sure some fuckery is going to happen Between Wednesday and like Friday or Sunday When I'd usually record So by Monday this might even be outdated You'd be like bitch what are you talking about But for, I feel like caucasity is timeless I feel like caucasity is um, Caucasious happenings Will always be relevant So whatever I say here will always always be relevant Anyway um, thank you to absolutely everybody Mad amounts of you Sent me messages saying that The last week uh, The cards that I uh, pulled Really, really resonated with you And, you know, you were in your feelings And trust me, like the cards drag us all The cards don't care They do not discriminate If you're due a drag, you will get a drag So, yeah, ma'am um, it's, it's been a lot It's been a lot But I... Hope that, yeah, the, the last few episodes do things. I don't know. If you're watching this, do you like my top? If you're watching this on YouTube, my top says, Ghetto Until Proven Fashionable. I got it from Black Vogue. I love it a lot because it's so cute and everyone's trying to read it. And then I see the whites reading it on the tube and you can see their eyebrows starting to twitch, like really twitching. Because, yeah, they want to say something But if you say something, you might catch something Which is what? These hands! Yes! Anyway, the tickets for the live show are done Da dun 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 I appreciate you, Amanda Just always on it you just always on it You get your tickets You don't play You get your affirmation cards You don't play Not these ones that will come and start crying in my DMs I never understand you lot Never Because you the, You you saw with your Korokoro eyes When it was out But for some reason You delay You delay You delay And I'm not talking about people That have You know Financial challenges And so they can't Your your financial commitments So they can't There are some of you that Actually there's no reason Why you haven't done it You just like to take your time But this is going to teach you That time waits for no man Yeah You need to get Get, get yourself together 
Um, and yeah, when the podcast finishes, even before the podcast finishes, so by the time you listen to this, I would have already done my first radio show on Foundation FM. So you can catch me every fi- Friday, foundationfm.com, 2 to 4 p.m. That's UK time. And I is I'll be doing a show called The Catch Up, but it's the catch up with Kalechi Okafor. Two to four is always their catch-up slot, but I'm on a Friday, two to four. I don't know how long I'll be there. I just have to see where my spirit leads me, you know? But I'll be doing this radio show and it's basically gonna be like an extension of SYM with a few bits added, taking into account that I'm probably gonna be listened to by more white women's. So yeah. But yeah, just I'll do it for a bit. I, you know, I want to expand my repertoire. So as much as I'm considered a broadcaster now, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'll be a radio show presenter. So that'll be cool. Let's see how that goes. So yeah, I'll do that for a bit. Maybe not for long because in my spirit, in my spirit, I don't think I'll be doing that for long. I also want my Fridays back, you know. I want to be able to like do shit on a Friday, whereas committing myself to recording every Friday feels a bit much. But I'll do it as long as spirit advises. Anyway, enough of me like chatting your ear off. Um, let's get into the tarot for today. So the card that I pulled today from the Black Angel cards is the Black Angel yeah, that's, it's really like, we haven't gotten to this card yet. I'm sure we haven't gotten to this card yet. The Black Angel is the card that I actually pulled today as the one that we'll be talking about. So, oh, I, I, I feel like, I don't think I'll be dragged. Maybe some of you will be dragged, but I won't. Let's see. I say that and watch me get dragged. Um, you have all you need to survive and thrive on the waking path, surrender on the sleeping path, resistance and struggle. Oh, here it goes. On the waking path, the black angel represents abundance. You have all you need to make life bountiful in every way. You have the capacity to provide for yourself emotionally, spiritually, and physically in terms of financially. As a black angel, you are fully aware that there is light in the darkness. You know that your fortune is within your surroundings despite any adversities. People often believe things come easily to you. You can take what you have and make it work for you. People do not always understand that you have faith and trust in your abundance. To you, abundance is not kept in some faraway place. You are rarely in search of it through someone or something else. Your secret is that you like to share with others, but not always sure how to do it. On the sleeping path as a black angel, you may often be afraid of losing all that you have in life. You may find yourself being possessive of things and people. You may fear that you are not going to survive, so you do everything possible to keep afloat. Struggle becomes a way of life. In some ways, you expect it because it has been a part of life for so long. There also can be an incredible amount of resistance going on in the struggle. You may find yourself fighting against the very things you need in life. Investigate whether your resistance is hurting you or whether you are anticipating harm or disaster from past experiences. If you discover that there is no danger to you, stop resisting. Let events happen in your life that could help you. Remember, you do not know all that is available to you. Letting go not pushing against, relaxing into what has been provided for you will ease the struggle in in your life. 
With the elimination of resistance, the abundance appears. Your abundance may show in many ways. Abundance can be your creativity, your ability to love, or the light you give to others. Removing the unnecessary struggles in your life will give you the ability to see the abundance work for you. This, is, uh, this in turn will increase your confidence for survival. I don't want to be dragged no more. Boom, 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 boom. I think I found some cards I can live my life for. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Fucking tired of being dragged. Tired of it. I mean, this isn't so bad because I feel like I'm a black angel. Not in like gassing myself up way, but in the way that like I'm always saying on this show that we have to, have to, have to work from a place of abundance. And I say that as a dickhead that's in recovery because... I have spent a lot of my life working from a place of scarcity, yeah? Like being possessive of people, being extremely jealous. That's not to say I don't get jealous now, but I just have to tell myself, patting the fuck up, like, what are you doing? Like, you're a baby girl, you're bigger than this. Like, don't, don't do them mad things there. Face your front. So, um, but yeah, like, if you're operating from a place of scarcity, thinking that things will be taken from you and all of them things there, you cannot... You cannot enjoy life because all you're ever worried about is losing the things that you have. And my biggest challenge, I feel like, is losing those that I love. Like, that's my biggest fear. And I work through it in therapy, understanding that sometimes loss is a part of love. And you only know the extent to which you love people when they go. So, like losing my dad or my dad passing away. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't say losing my dad because I feel like I've really gained from my dad since he's no longer in the physical realm. But my dad passing away from his physical body was the first proper time I've experienced loss of someone like super close to me. And like, I've like my grandparents, um, like my grandmother passed away a while ago. But because I didn't spend so much time, I spent a lot of time with her when I was younger, but not so much time in my teenage, you know, years or my adult years. I feel like it was easier to bear, but seeing how much it affected my mum was tough. And then my aunt passed away, my mum's younger sister. And that was traumatic as fuck because she passed away. She died on the tube on her way to the, her first day of work at a new job. And that was so unexpected. I remember I was working at South Bank University at the time when I got the call from one of my cousins and she was crying, saying that her mum had died. And I, I till now, I, whenever my phone rings and it's a family member, I take a deep breath, like, because I feel like it's going to be bad news. I spend my life, like, scared of bad news that I've lost somebody. And I talk about that in therapy and that maybe the miscarriage was... Another karmic lesson for me to understand loss and to understand grieving and to understand that grieving is part of self-care a lot of times because only when you face the thing and you face the grief and you feel the grief can you truly understand yourself more and have the capacity to love more greatly. So, um, yeah, like... I had to start learning to work from a place of abundance and understanding that just because you lose people in the physical form as you see it doesn't mean that you've lost them in the spiritual form. Like, fam, there are people who are in our lives physically right now who aren't even fucking there spiritually. So, I mean, it is what it is, you know? It is what it is. But I spent so many years being a dickhead in recovery and I've got friends 
from like uni days and before uni day uni days who can attest to that i wasn't always a nice person i wouldn't say i'm a nice person now to be honest but i know myself a lot better and i understand the abundance that there is in creation and in goddess and and in you know the the universe so i just move a bit less mad um but I have the capacity to move mad at any time. Please always remember that. But I just I just move less mad because I understand that I'm loved. I'm actually loved by the creator. So, yeah, I think that operating from there means that we don't resist things so much. And, and I think there's a word. There's a word and there's a vibe there in carrying the spirit of struggle. And I'm sure I've spoken about it on the podcast before. But God has leveled you up fam you have glowed up but you insist you insist in still walking in the spirit of struggle like your blessings aren't a trick like god isn't fucking trying to trick you the things that have come your way are because you are deserving of it because you are a child of the fucking universe like you are a baby girl you're a baby boy you're a baby non-binary you are a baby person deserving of all the best things that this life has to offer offer and i know like coming from a personal perspective yeah we've been through some shit we're probably still going through some shit but that does not mean that therefore we underestimate the blessings that have come our way. I feel like it's a slap in the face of God for blessings to come your way and for you to still be moving mad, like still be moving from a place of, ah, I don't have much. I don't have much. I'm going to hoard all of this stuff and I'm not going to share because there's only one seat at the table and I'm keeping all of the things. Or I've got a man now, so I'm not going to chat to any of my friends because I've got to give all of my time to this man or this person that's now in my life. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, because all you'll end up being is what? You'll be fucking lonely. You'll be so lonely. You'll have nobody at the end of the day. Hey. Yeah. You don't want to be lonely. Yeah. So just don't do them things there. So that was from the Black Angel card because I feel like that resonated with me a lot. Um, when I'm on the sleeping path, all I do is fear loss. I'm just fearing, fearing, fearing loss. But actually on the waking path, you surrender to life only when you understand that everything is connected and you are divinely favored and you succumb to life. You'll find that things just flow. I think oftentimes the blessings that are meant for us, we sort of miss out on them because we're resistant. We're resistant to things. We feel like we want to control the thing and we want to say how everything is meant to go. And that's not how this works, babes. It's not how this works. Our higher self knows a lot more than we know. Yet we don't want our higher self to do the job that our higher self wants to do because we're like, no, I'm going to do it this way based on my insecurities and all of my trauma. Sometimes we're still replaying movies, yeah? You know, like how you like to sit down and watch childhood movies and like get all nostalgic and all of that. We are still like replaying these movies from back in the day and we're even like digitizing them and putting them in Technicolor and all of them things there, making them all bright and shiny to watch our trauma over and over and over and over again, where these times there are new movies that we could watch that are more aligned to our new character, but we don't want to watch them because we are so fully invested in replaying those old movies of trauma. So I feel like we need to all collectively pattern up. That is the message I'm getting here. And the reason I feel like that message is stressed even more is because the Say Your Mind affirmation card that I pulled um, 
this week. Big up to all of you people that now have your affirmation cards. That is the end. Don't message me. Don't ask me for nothing. I'm not doing any more. Thank you so much. Anyway, um, the card that I pulled this week to support that Black Angel card was the... I am shining my eyes well, well to see all my opportunities. That is the Say Your Mind affirmation card that got pulled this week. So that is further reinforcing that we need to see that the abundance is there and we should succumb to the, 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 just the sheer number of blessings that are available to us, even if they don't look the way that we expect them to look. So on the Say Your Mind affirmation card deck, it says, on the Say Your Mind affirmation card, it says, I'm shining my eyes well, well to see all my opportunities. When we focus solely on the few things that we specifically want, we may end up missing out on the multitude of things that could make our journey easier. Omo, shine your eyes and see your blessings. Kalechi, that is the word. Um, yeah, imagine me gassing myself up. But big up also, big up Georgina and Elizabeth for the um, illustrations because I, I love them so, so much. So fucking much. Um, but yeah, man, like you're focused on like the, the, the one thing that you want. Meantime, there are like two extra things that you could have, but you don't want to see them because you're just like, no, 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 but I want this one thing. I never imagined that the path to me getting to where I want to get to in terms of acting, directing and doing all of the things I'm doing would come from me taking um, opportunities that didn't necessarily look like they would lead me on an acting, directing path. Like... I made the decision that I was going to become a personal trainer, I became a personal trainer. I was living my best life, training clients. And then I thought, oh, I want to challenge myself. Let me go to a pole dance class. So I signed up for one pole dance class. I loved it. I, I mean, the teacher was a dickhead, but I loved it. What was possible. And I excelled through it quickly to the point where the owners were like, oh, do you want to teach? Um, and also, do you twerk? And I was thinking, why would you expect a just because I'm black that I twerk. I know, bare black rhythmless people, but that's for another story for another day. Um, but I said, yeah, well, this is what I do. And I put on music and I just started dancing the way that I dance. And they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Just do that. Cut to them, obviously being Caucasus and being white devils. And later on asking me to change the name of my twerk class to tribal twerk because they said that it was a bit too African and they were expecting something more Miley Cyrus. But I, I know that they will burn in the hottest part of hell. So that's not important right now. Anyway, um, what I'm saying by that is that because I did those things, because I succumbed to the moment and I surrendered to life and let myself be led where I needed to be, just listening to my intuition and, and I, you know, being like, I want to try pole dance. I want to then pole dance led to twerk. And then here I am with a pole dance and twerk studio, a fitness studio. I have a fucking dance studio. I don't think you understand how wild that is. I don't think you understand. Every day when I'm mopping, while I'm hoovering and I'm mopping up that studio, I'm still less like, rah, is this me, yeah? God has blessed me because I allowed myself to go where my intuition was calling me, where your heart is tugging you to go. Sometimes explore that. There is a blessing there probably waiting for you. And sometimes your spirit self is just like, come on, this is urgent because you're taking ages being where you are right now. Where is your heart tugging you to go? Explore it. I would say explore it. I'm not saying like go and explore extra relationships, or, but I'm just talking about like in terms of growing your life. But even if it's extra relationships, that's your personal problem. Anyway, um, 
I had to shine my eye. I had to do, Omo, shine your eye to all of the opportunities that were available. And sometimes I still don't see them now. When I'm being extremely stubborn, I feel like everything's meant to go a particular way, but actually let it go the way that it needs to go. I still want to be in Black Panther too. And I still want to play Serena Williams in the story of her life. So that better be the way that we're going. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, so... I'm like, okay, Black Angel, boom. Say Your Mind affirmation card, boom. Those two messages are very, very clear. And as if we didn't get the message enough, then I pulled two cards this week from the Kaleidodope deck. They came out together. Um, And so I find them interesting. The first card that came out was the Justice card. And the Justice card is the, uh, well, it's technically the 12th card of the Major Arcana, but it's numbered as the 11th card because obviously the full card is zero, um, which is the first card. But 11, 1, 1, again, synchronicity. So I feel like this card is saying today that the blessings and the things that are coming your way have been divinely divinely adjudicated like they is being judged by the most divine that these are the blessings that you are deserving of so this is all this is almost out of your power because it's you are divinely favored it's been judged so and that's the way it's going to be so you're being asked to show up as the emperor which is the fourth card of the major arcan well the fifth card but numbered as the fourth card um of the major arcana and the emperor card i'm a bit annoyed at the emperor card because i feel like it depicts jay-z and the reason i say that is because the empress card which is numbered three is beyonce in this kaleidodope deck so this is obviously jay-z and i feel like jay-z is a pussy clark but um also four four forty four his album right now this is just me having a stream of consciousness and sharing it as it comes to my mind four forty four as much as I've tried not really to listen to it, it definitely um, tells us of Jay-Z's growth. It tells us of the fact that he's almost taking dominion over his self-actualization before he just perpetuated the things that we get from toxic masculinity. And he just allowed himself to be a fuckboy. He was resistant to change and he was resistant to the love of a good woman, aka Beyonce. So all he did was attack this divine femininity that was so close to him and asking him to change. Like he was so resistant to it. He didn't want to follow where he needed to go as his higher self. When he finally succumbed to his fe- the femininity that resides within him and the femininity that has encompassed his entire life and blessed him in so many ways by having such a partner, he, to me, I've seen him grow exponentially. Like, I feel like his manner of talking is different. I still don't fuck with him, but his manner of, cha- like, behaving has changed so much. Like, I love that he's, like, a video vixen now in a lot of Beyonce's videos and in a lot of, like, her pictures and stuff. He's just there, like, wearing his pastel colors, being a baby boy, because he's understood that in succumbing to, div- to the divine feminine, life is so much better. So, therefore, he can actually walk in the spirit of his emperor you know his his empire like basically his empire can grow now and they're growing together because what do they say what's better than one billionaire too like he can walk in abundance now he can enjoy the abundance that his life has to offer now because 
he has surrendered to that thing that he was most um like required to surrender to if that makes any sense so i feel like this is what we're being told here that we will be blessed and the things that we are that are necessary for our growth and the blessings that are coming our way that has been um divinely divinely ordained will come when we surrender to that thing that we need to surrender to individually because then we'll have dominion over our blessings then we'll be able to command our blessings then we'll be able to walk as regal as possible because this isn't a motherfucking king this is an emperor which means that you will have an empire i hate that word because i keep thinking of the fucking british empire but basically what i'm trying to say here is that the things that are yours you will have dominion over them and you'll be able to control them but not control them from a place of lack. You'll be able to control them from a place of abundance, which will mean that you can you are able to guide everything lovingly. You're able to utilize all of your blessings lovingly and therefore multiply the blessings that you have. So that's important. And that's further um, confirmed by the bottom of the deck this week is the Queen of Cups, which I'll discuss in the extra content. So extra content is um, at patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. You can join me there. I mean, it's ending soon. Although I'm in two minds, I'm thinking maybe I should keep it up, keep the Patreon up so people can support like the radio show and support like I um I feel like what I'm being asked to do is to make specific content for my patrons. So every week I will do like a card reading and maybe an um, a straw of the week and only load it onto Patreon. So they have it there. But I'll see, I'll, I'll meditate on it more and I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, you can join us on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor for the extra card reading. But I feel like all of these cards are saying the same thing. And there's a card that I kept putting out, even putting back, even though it flipped out from the deck like two times so i'm gonna have to respect myself and stop being sub and stubborn and just surrender to the fact that that card was actually the three of coins and the three of coins talks about community not no man is an island you can't do everything by yourself like uh, even if you've been hurt by people in the past which i know i fucking have this year and other years before that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there who are more aligned to you, who are willing to support you in your dreams because you all support each other. You collaborate and you grow together. So sometimes we take dominion by partnering with people as Jay-Z was required to partner with Beyonce. Beyonce. Because also I said that she's the number three in, um, she's numbered three in the major arcana, but also that was the three of coins. So definitely collaboration is needed. We're not meant to do this alone. Sometimes our blessings come from the fact that we connect with other people because our paths are aligned for that moment in time and we are headed to the same place for that moment in time so that's important to remember um moving on then to share your magnificence my share your magnificence this week goes out to my mom i know i promised you guys that she'll come on the show but you know i always tell you how like my mom likes to just move extremely mad sometimes but she wanted to come on we just our times didn't align um but yeah share your magnificence goes out to my mom this week because She's come a long way, you know. My mum's a baby girl, the ultimate baby girl in my eyes, and she's come a long way. This is someone who would just always tell me, oh, don't rock the boat. Oh, Kelechi, you have to be quiet. Wow, ah, ah, don't go and cost the MP. Ah, Kelechi, you said to the MP to go and suck their mother. Ah, this girl, you want to kill me. All of these things. But I feel like through me walking in my truth, 
She has been able to come out of her shell and see things from a slightly different perspective. I say this because recently she was in Nigeria. She was uh, taking a break in Nigeria for about a month. And she called me to say, Kelechi, you'll never guess what I did. I said, what? She said, my nephew, so she would like, she's got half brothers because my, my granddad was busy doing baby boy. She's got a half brother and the half brother has a son and they're not very well off. So I think my mum pays their school fees, pays the son's school fees or things like that. Anyway, while she was in Nigeria, one day, this her nephew was coming home from school. Young boy, can't be more than, I don't know, like 10 years old, coming back from school. Please tell me why this boy is barefoot. He hasn't got any shoes on his feet. Why? Oh, I didn't do my homework the way that the teacher wanted. So the head teacher took my shoes. I'm going to tell you that again. A 10-year-old boy walked home from school with no shoes on his feet. The shoes that his fucking parents bought him. He came home from school with no shoes on his feet. Because he didn't do the homework in the way that the head the teacher wanted, so the head teacher took his shoes. So my mom was just like, "That's mad. That's extremely mad." So the next day, my mom follows the, uh, my cousin, her nephew, to school. She follows him to school, asks to see the head teacher, and the head teacher's like, "Yes, what can you do?" I've been doing this. I've been a head teacher for, for almost 30 years. I take their shoes. I take whatever I like because I am, I am the ruler. And this is what I'm saying. If you're moving mad from a place of scarcity, you're not going to have that full emperor vibe. You're going to move extremely mad. So obviously she's moving mad now saying that I can do what I like. I can do what I like. I took the shoes and what can you do? What can you do? I took their shoes. So my mom picked up her young phone Call the police. My mom called the police on her entire pussy. They went to the police station. Obviously, because the police in that uh, jurisdiction um, know of this head teacher, they know that she's been doing this for a while. But obviously, because it's a government school um, where parents who aren't earning a lot, they have no choice. They have to send their children there. And so therefore, the teacher can do, the teachers can do essentially what they like because they're hired by the government. Um, she, this motherfucker came to the police station with a bag, like a massive bag full of the shoes that she's taken from the students to prove her point, to be like, I've been doing this and I'll continue to do this. What can you do? I'll do what I fucking like. So my mom told her that she's a mannerless goat. My mom told her that she's an uneducated cow. My mom compared her to every animal and just gave her an adjective before that animal. My mom told her about her entire pussy. And then the police let the woman go. Uh, and that was pretty much that. And then the day after that, my nephew, uh, my nephew, my mom's nephew, my cousin decided to, his mom took him back to the school they ran outside. All of the teachers ran outside and they were like, your son can't come to this school anymore. Your son can't come to this school anymore because your auntie went to go and call police on the head teacher. So he can't come here anymore. No, 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 no. And obviously they knew that this was bound to happen. But 
I don't know what's going to be done about this school. My mum actually sent me the name of the school. I'm just going to check it now. Um, I don't actually know what's going to be done about this school, but I just, I'm so proud of my mum for like standing up for something. Um, it's on Ogundele Street in Lagos. I'm just seeing what the name, because she didn't send me like the actual name of the school. Why does my mum use technology in this wild, wild way? Um, but yeah, the church is on Ogundele Street. I have to check the name of the school, but I'm going to write to the... I don't know, the education minister in Lagos. I'm going to write to them because how fucking dare you? How do you have it so that teachers are taking shoes off children because they didn't do their homework properly? How is taking my shoes and making me walk home in a hot fucking sun going to make me do my homework? How? How? And then my mum's hearing from the other children that... Sometimes they take their shirts Sometimes they take Like they just take their uniform from them To embarrass and humiliate them And this is why I feel like Nigeria moves so fucking mad Because this is why the rest of the world laugh at us This is why they laugh at us Because you guys are so fucking stupid And you keep doing shit That is so inhumane I don't know what's wrong with you Actually I do know what's wrong with you That colonization from the British Is still in your mind And so therefore You treat your own the way that they treat it us and to me that's disgusting that's absolutely disgusting like that is abuse that's literally that's child abuse and yet this woman is getting away with this like this crusty ashy bottom ashy foot bottomed woman is getting away with doing this to young children like it's extremely mad and somebody needs to slap her up and somebody needs to get her fired because that's ridiculous. My mum even said to her, so boom, what are you doing with the shoes? She's like, eh, maybe I'm doing witchcraft. What kind of nonsense question is that? It's not a nonsense fucking question because you're taking children's shoes and you're not giving it back. And we already know that their families are low income families. And this is what these teachers will actually say to them. They're like, oh, your parents sent you to this school because they voted in, they voted in different governors for a, for a bag of rice. Your parents are the ones that you should blame for the way that you're being treated here because they sold you for a bag of rice. Like, that is so despicable. It's so, so disgusting. So disgusting. I still haven't got my head around how we mobilize and deal with this fucking bitch. But I do want to just big up my mom, shout out my mom. Like, that's the first time I know of, of her, like... Standing up for something And trying to do her best to, to affect change So I'm extremely proud of her Like I say about the fact that I feel like all of my life Like I've mothered myself My my brothers and my mum But in this occasion I feel proud I feel like a proud mother Because my mum did bits While she was in Nigeria um, And she, when she told me I, I was just like Yeah G That's, that's, that's my mum <laughs> That's my mum So yeah Proud of her I just want her to that shit's exhausting So I don't expect her, to, expect her to do it all the time And it has repercussions But just extremely proud that she did that in the first place Anyway, moving on to So You Mad There are other people who um, are claiming Nigerian identities That um, probably shouldn't be claiming them Or claiming the identities of blackness That they shouldn't be claiming By that I'm talking about Anthony Ekundayo Lennon I don't even want to call him the Ekundayo Because that's not his name like he chose that name which literally means tears have turned to joy um in yoruba uh my babes paul akpan wrote about him um and i'm just going to read you a little bit of what she wrote in case you haven't heard of this fuckery this week a white artistic director pretended to be black it would be laughable if the consequences weren't so damaging 
Not only is Anthony Ekundayo Lennon chosen to wear black identity like a costume, he has actively chosen to take up space and pilfer resources that were never meant for him. It has emerged that an artistic director at one of the UK's few black-led theatres has been masquerading as black. Anthony Ekundayo Lennon describes himself as an African born again and stated in 2012 that although I'm white with white parents, I've gone through the struggles of a black man, a black actor. Not only has Lennon enjoyed a wide sphere of influence as the artistic director of a black led theatre company in East London, but last year he was one of the number of recipients who shared a £406,000 award from the Arts Council. Um, in England as part of the residential traineeship crucial for funding dedicated to artists of colour. According to the stage, people from black, Asian and minority ethnic backgrounds made up just 8% of the chief executives, 10% of the artistic directors and 10% of chairs in 2016 to 17, which means that an overwhelming majority of the gatekeepers and decision makers in the theatre industry, including Lennon, are white. This is why the funding that Lennon received specifically meant for the development of theatre practitioners of colour is even more of a kick in the teeth. With echoes of the Rachel Dolezal story, the American woman who purposefully misrepresented herself as black and became a chapter president of the National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People, um, Lennon's belief in his so-called blackness is so brazen it could only be true. In fact, many of these tales of people claiming blackness and transracial identity can, um, would be hilarious if the joke wasn't at the expense of black people. In a similar vein to the other examples of white people wrongly assuming that being black is, an, is as easy as verbally claiming it, Lennon's flirtation with a new racial identity came about not long after his acting career as a self-professed white man in predominantly white spaces proved unsuccessful. It all changed when he decided to choose a name for himself from an African book leaving Anthony David Lennon behind and stepped into his new role as Anthony Tahaka Ekundayo Lennon. In a book called Photo ID, he wrote, I was at a stage in my life where to address me as Anthony Lennon did not fulfill me. It didn't seem to allow me to express myself as I saw fit. Um, I'll give you the link so you can read Paula's full article because I don't want to like read you the whole thing. But... You need to read Paula's article because I'm so tired. I'm so tired of everybody just thinking that they can just jump into blackness where they see fit. I'm disappointed in people who keep comparing transgender to this new word that they've created of transracial. There's no such thing as transracial. Fuck off. Fuck off. Transracial, whatever, whatever you want to claim, doesn't work both ways, which is why it's ridiculous and it's stupid. I, as a black woman right now, as you see me so, I cannot turn around tomorrow and say that I'm a white woman and live my life as a white woman because I will be laughed at. I can't, I can't access white privilege just because I've said I'm white. It's not possible. This is why people should be careful of conflating gender and race. Be very, very careful, right? You're going, people are going on to discuss these things. They're tweeting about these things, writing threads about these things, saying, oh, well, he lived his life as a black man, so he un understood the struggle. No, 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 no. 
He's not a black man And you know now Please stop it He's not black He's not black He's a white man with white parents Having people call you a racial slur Not booking jobs as um, a white man Doesn't make you a black one It doesn't It doesn't work that way You can't call yourself A born again African Because you don't know You don't have the trans, uh, The the intragenerational trauma That comes with The transatlantic slave trade That comes with the colonization Of um, our various countries Within the continent You do not have that Because you were brought up With white parents That means that you didn't even Like you weren't subjected to The socioeconomic disparities That we face You weren't subjected to that Growing up People just called you probably called you nigger and and yeah you you didn't book a couple of jobs and you you decided to live your life as a black man can i as a black person with the things that i face daily that you will never ever ever fucking face can i turn around and go you know what boom I'm going to live my life as a white woman because this shit is just too hard as a black woman. The violence that I see daily inflicted on black bodies, you know what? No. I I'm just going to be white. Trust and believe If I could have a way to be white tomorrow I would be the biggest menace to society You will see how I will fuck up The whole construct of whiteness I will just be misbehaving every day But you know what? I don't have access to it And also, you're claiming the identity Of a black man, as it were But these times, you're light-skinned Yeah, maybe because of your features I could possibly mistake you for a mixed-race guy Cool, but you're still a light-skinned man With light eyes So there are privileges that are still afforded to you Not just because you are actually a white man But even if you are playing this black role Wearing this black costume You are still of a closer proximity to whiteness So you shouldn't be allowed to do all of these things That you're doing All of this gallivanting and parading that you're doing Because it's, a, it's, it's as Paula said It's a kick in the teeth to actual black people You, It's... I get so frustrated And I said this on the show before That blackness seems to be The lost and found box For everybody Oh I don't fit into that identity So I'm just going to be black Ah da 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 So I'm just going to be black What? Your white name Wasn't good enough for you So you had to spice it up a bit And add Tahaka Ekundayo And like, I'm disappointed At the black theatre makers um, and the you know the theatre professionals who are tweeting at me, messaging me, going, "Oh, Kelechi, you don't understand, but this person has done so much for black people and for black actors. You don't understand. Fuck that." Fuck that Because you know who could have done that For black people and black actors Another fucking black person could have done that If this motherfucker wasn't taking up space In places that he shouldn't be If you want to parade yourself as black That is one thing But you do not get to parade yourself as black And then claim Claim fees that weren't for you You can't go and access funding That isn't for you It wasn't ever meant for you That's wild That's when I have a big issue with it Same as Rachel Dolezal and her pussy clart self you 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 weren't happy just parading yourself as black You also wait to go on and be the president of a chapter of this organization Because you man can never just be black the way that we are black You need to center yourselves in the narrative So you are now artistic director of a theater company Do you think that that is... That's conscionable It's not It's not It's not cool It's not cool Because it's the taking of space That is my problem Because there are actual black people Who could have used that space You now You've written books You've told people Oh well I never hid that I'm white with white parents I never actually hid it But I just chose to live my life As a, white, um, as a black man But 
the moment you started claiming funding and doing all of them things and, and putting yourself in spaces that weren't meant for you, that's when you disrespected the thing. And I don't actually think that you respect blackness because of what you're doing. That, that is extremely mad and that is extremely disrespectful. And anybody that doesn't understand why this is a problem, you either hate transgender people because that's why you're conflating the two. Or you have very little understanding and or you have very little understanding of how race actually works. I know that blackness is a construct or race is a construct. I know that gender is essentially a construct. I am aware of these things, but I'm telling you that the power dynamics that are linked to race are very, very different to the power dynamics that are linked to gender. You need both. You need like, you need to add them together to get the super saiyan of privilege, which is the white cis um, heterosexual man. Yeah, you need to add all of them together to get that. Individually, though, race trumps everything else. Race trumps everything else. So you now just claiming that, oh, I'm going to use my white privilege to just change my race and I just want to live my life as a black man. You, you're not actually living your life as a black man. You're just living your life as an imposter, as far as I'm concerned. I don't care if this means that I don't get jobs with that specific theater company because they won't holler at me, hollering at me in the first place. I don't mean if this means that I'll get blackboard in certain um industries or whatever because they love him and they see him for who he is and they love him regardless fuck you all fuck you all i don't give a shit and i said what i motherfucking said yeah that's some bullshit and i do not stand for it i think that it's disgusting and it's disgusting because time and time again everybody can monetize blackness except for who actual black people and that's some fuck shit anyway that's my so you mad could have easily been um yeah, it could have easily been like my straw of the week. Let's start nominating people for straw of the year because although this was my So You Mad, I don't actually mind you guys nominating it for straw of the year. If you have your straw of the year nominations, you can send it to sym at kelechiokafor.com. I would be happy, very, very happy to, to read all of the people that you want to suggest. <sighs> anyway, straw of the week, aka suck your mum goes out to the white men who made an effigy of the Grenfell Tower and burnt it during bonfire night. I don't know if any of you or many of you have seen that video, but I watched it. I tried to avoid watching it for as long as possible. But I watched it and my heart broke. My heart broke in a major way because I was just like, only a tragedy that affected mostly black and brown people of the working class would be something that other people could make a joke of. On bonfire night of all things. Like, aren't you just happy burning other things? No, you you took your time. You took your time to create a, a, a representation of Grenfell Tower and then you put it on the bonfire and then everyone was laughing. I heard one man in the background say, because they were all white, but I heard one man in the background say, this is in bad taste. So that tells me that even he could see that what you man are doing is fucked up, but all the laughter carried on. So that means that there was one person that was uncomfortable with that bullshit, but still stayed there anyway. I want to know how that video went viral because I feel like it wasn't, it wasn't by accident and I'm glad it did because I feel like all of your asses need to continue to be shown because if you insist on moving mad this is simply what you deserve like 
It's just simply what you deserve. Um, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted because we still have not gotten justice for what happened in Grenf- um, in Grenfell Tower. We're still out here hearing, um, you know, uh, that inquiries are being made. Like, you know, there's there's an inquiry going on at the moment in court. And you know they'll drag that shit out, drag that shit out, drag this shit out forever. I'm still offended that you're telling me that roughly, um, that only 70-something people died. Was it 74 people died? Um, as a result of the fire. But we know that it's probably three times that number comfortably. But again, these stats are being doctored because you don't want a riot on your hands. So we're being lied to from every aspect. Even if it was 70 people, 70 odd people that died in that building, that was horrendous. And they... I believe that they were killed by their council. They were killed by the government because of the deliberate negligence of... Um, the deliberate ne- negligence by the government towards the working class, the black and brown working class, that's the problem. The fact that disabled people, disabled black and brown and white people, whoever, disabled people suffered, working class people, disabled disabled working class people suffered. They burnt in that building. They burnt in that estate simply because there is a disdain from our government towards the working class. Mainly the figures from what I saw in that video that they posted in the windows were black and brown people. There was probably the odd white person that they put in one of the windows. And it's interesting to me because when I listen to them talking, they sound to me to be working class as well. Yet they've internalized the hatred and the disdain that the government feels for us by laughing at the fact that other working class people died in that building but I feel like they're able to do it because it was mainly it was mainly black and brown people that died in that building so I just want to say that if there is a hell which I believe that there is that's where all of you are going if there isn't a hell and you're just simply going to be reincarnated in the next life I pray to the most high that you are reincarnated as the orthopedic um, orthopedic insole for somebody's shoe. That's what I want you to come back as, as an insole for somebody's shoes. That's all you deserve to come back as. Nothing else. Nothing living and breathing because you are all fucking cunts. You're absolute pricks and you deserve nothing but the worst things in life. Horrible, horrible people. And it makes me sad that... Every year we're told, remember, remember, November 11th, Remembrance Day, Remembrance Day, the war, the war with the war. We should never let anything like that happen again. Yet daily, daily, black and brown people in this country, across the world, across the globe, are still living in wars, are still facing wars. Even if there are no bullets or um, bombs involved, they are still living through wars. And who is there to save us? Where is our refuge? Wars like the one of Grenfell, that is a war. That is a war on the working class. That is a war on the black and brown working class. And we're not winning because justice has not been served. And then it's going to be 50 years down the line where you feel like everyone's calmed down that you'll be like, actually, we have found documents that lead us to believe that way more people died in that fire than was originally recorded. We already know that. We already know that you're pricks and we already know that you lie. And we've had enough of your shits.
Yeah. Theresa May said that I want to read it word for word because Theresa May will forever be a pussy clerk. Um, also, the five men that so five men so far have handed themselves in for that bonfire. They went and handed themselves in because they knew that their ass was going to get got eventually. So they saved themselves. They saved police money, government money by just going to hand themselves in. And basically by handing themselves in, I believe that then they won't get um, a harsh sentence for what they've done. They might not get a sentencing at all. They might just get away with it because, oh, it was just in bad taste. It was just a, a cheeky banter that 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 was that was taken the wrong way. Um, they said a total of 72 people died in the Grenfell Tower, which is a lie. That's a big lie. Um, and two of the men who handed themselves in were 49 years old and the rest were aged 19, 46 and 55. So you man at your big, big age, at your big, big age, this is what you are doing. Spending all of that time, you know, time, time that you guys could spend um, seasoning your food, actually learning what seasoning is. Yeah. You know, you could have used that time effectively, but you used it to reconstruct Grenfell Tower only to burn it and laugh your heads off. And you were like, oh, look at that one hanging off. Oh, look at that one hanging out. Oh, these times you haven't brushed your teeth. These times you don't even bathe daily. One of them was wearing a Nike glove, proper feeling himself, I'm sure. How, when last did you wash that glove, babes? Looking a hot mess. We didn't see your faces, but just living a life of trash, a life of unseasoned trash is what you are living. Yet you continue. You just continue at your big, big age. This is what you're doing. So do you have a job? And I imagine that probably you do have a job and you come back and you spent your time building. And I'm sure women helped you to build that structure as well because you didn't do that just by yourself. So that means that white women are also complicit in this fuckeries. But obviously we've seen that from the elections, which I'll talk about in the extra content, the midterm elections in America, but we'll get to that. Um, so you spent your time and you built this. All the effort that you could have put into making a decent Sunday roast. All the effort you could have put into like applying sun cream better. All the effort you could have put into getting a pumice stone or a pumice, I call it a pumice stone, a pumice stone, whatever. You could have used it to scrub your foot back. Because all the time you man insist on wearing Birkenstocks and the back of your heel is just crossed. It looks so dry and it makes me really, really uncomfortable. You could have done so many things, but you didn't. You used your time. You used all of these years that you spent on, um, on earth uselessly to build this Grenfell Tower, to reconstruct this Grenfell Tower and burn it on a bonfire on bonfire night and find it extremely hilarious. I wish that that bonfire had set fire to your home or set fire to you all. I would have greatly like appreciated that. Um... Theresa May, the Prime Minister, said to disrespect those who lost their lives at Grenfell Tower, as well as their families and loved ones, is utterly unacceptable. Bitch, utterly unacceptable is all you have to say. Utterly unacceptable. That's all you have. You know what is utterly unacceptable? The fact that some of these people haven't been rehoused. How about that? You know what's utterly unacceptable? The fact that you will take your money and give it to the DUP and tell us that money doesn't, that we don't have a magic money tree when it came to, to rehousing and, and giving money to those who suffered in Grenfell, you know, as a result of Grenfell Tower. You, that's what's utterly unacceptable. What they did is despicable. It's 
disgusting. It's inconceivable. It's inhumane. It's ah, ugh, it's unseasoned. But what you did, well, that's criminal. That's criminal. And if there's anybody that needs to go to jail for all of the things that have been happening in our country, it is you. You need to go to jail for Brexit. I'm not even putting that to you because I'm going to hold David Cameron and his ugly self accountable for that. Him and his long fucking forehead prick. Going to hold him accountable for that. And now he's talking about, oh, I might come back to 10 Downing Street. You know what you might come back to? Sucking your mum. That's what you need to do. As for Theresa May, she needs to go to jail for the Windrush scandal and she needs to go to jail for Grenfell. She needs to go to jail because under her watch, all of these tragedies happened and yet everybody's running around like a headless chicken and nothing is being sorted. Nobody, nobody is being um, held accountable for all of this. So therefore, as the prime minister, she's the one that needs to be held accountable. She's the one that needs to go to prison as far as I'm concerned, because she's still out here telling us this in this broken way of talking because she's a malfunctioning uh, uh, android robot hybrid cyborg. That's what she is. Yeah, she's spending all her time trying to do her dead wines on TV, doing her deadest wines, trying to rotate her waist, rotate her hips that are just dust at this point. Instead of helping us, helping the black community, helping the Asian community, doing what she needs to do. But no, no, she's talking about what they did is utterly unacceptable. I'm like, wow, pot calling kettle white supremacy. (laughs) Interesting. Really interesting. So as far as I'm concerned, all of those people involved in creating that effigy of the Grenfell Tower um, need straws to suck out their entire... They suck out their mums because I'm sure their mums were also involved in that. They need to suck their mums. First of all, I want them to set the straw alight, then insert it into their mothers and then suck on it so they can all burn together. And I promise, promise you, the spirit of those that we lost in Grenfell Tower will haunt you forever and nothing good will come of your life i don't feel like anything good has come of your life to date based on the fact that you had time to do that fuck shit but henceforth nothing good will come of your life as far as i've seen it so it shall be ashe yes anyway that is me for this week in the extra content i'm gonna talk about white women and their complicity in within white supremacist patriarchy, their complicity in the oppression of other people and just their inability to, to, to stop being the weakest link when it comes to voting. So I'll talk about that in the extra content. You can join us on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. So that's pretty much it. Big up my sponsor, ibilebotanica.co.uk. You can go there to get all of your nice herbs and your herbs, your teas, all of them things there. Use the code Say your mind, all one word, uppercase, to get 20% off. You can enjoy that until the podcast comes to an end. Looking forward to seeing the rest of you at the live show. It's coming up. It's coming up. Um, and you can follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod or at Kolechnikov. Hashtag Say Your Mind Pod. Tell me how you're enjoying these episodes. I appreciate all of you people who tweet regularly, consistently about the show, and you recommend the show to your friends because I see it in the stats that people are still out here listening to the first episode, like quite a lot of people. So yeah, I really, really appreciate it. Um, and I appreciate you. Uh, so that's pretty much it. I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? 
That's right. Suck your mom. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the other side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you fine, and she's one of a kind Don't say you're mine, say you're mine